Introducing SmartBiz, the ultimate Wi-Fi solution for Missoula's small businesses from Blackfoot Communications. With out-of-the-box dedicated networks, top-tier security, and network failover, you'll stay seamlessly connected. Just $20 a month, no contracts. Sign up at blackfootsmallbusiness.com slash better Wi-Fi and connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. I can't believe you have to cover a basketball game tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, you wow. and me both. You, you and me both. It, it kind of snuck up really quick, and I'm getting ready to go into my normal football routine. Oh, yeah, I got to do a couple spot reports for hoops. <laughs> well, Bradley Corgan, voice of the group, has we're into crossover season now. So, Montana men open up against Northwest Indians. So, okay, whatever. Uh, and they play, they play over in Bozeman tonight. Yeah. So, uh, tough back-to-back for Northwest Indians. I Indian talked to both Travis Secure and Danny Sprinkle about this. The fans that – that criticize these guys for scheduling these games, you got to realize that it's so hard for the Montana schools to get home non-conference games. It's also really difficult because if you play a D1 of any sort that isn't up to par, like let's say you play a team that's in the 300s and the net rating at home, but they're a D1 and you beat them, it hurts your net rating. Whereas if you play a non-D1, it doesn't count. And I, it's I, a flaw in the system. It's such a flaw in the system. And every time, Coulter, I want to try and figure out net ranking, I can't quite can't quite wrap my mind around it. So it's it's unique. Scheduling in basketball is tough. And we all know non-conference basketball compared to conference basketball in this state to me is definitely a different speed. But it's not going to stop the Grizz. Three games in their first six days to start yeah, the season. Right. Wow. Well, uh, we'll have more basketball time, but we got to talk some football. The train just keeps rolling, man. I know that there's a lot of comparisons being thrown out there right now, but, uh, you know, I, I actually I did three hours on the Grizz already this week because I went on the Grizz fan pod. I night. saw you did that last <laughs> night. I didn't know if you – I mean, to start your week like that, man, you're logging in your hours right away, but uh, I'm sure we got off to check well, out some was, So I've talked a lot about it, but, I mean, I guess I'll just lay it out as, as – basically as I can. This Grizz team is rolling because I think they have a profound sense of belief. I think they have more guys on their roster than at any time since Bobby Hout came back that are playing their best football at the same time. It's been a really long time since they've had seniors that were truly playing their best. And they have a whole variety of guys from Braxton Hill to Levi Janicaro to Alex Gubner to Tyler Flink to Nash Fouch to Garrett Graves that are all playing their best ball right now. And what I'd love to hear that, and I agree with you, all everyone you said was on defense. That's all right. those That's seniors, right? right? And let's make sure we throw in a couple of the seniors on the offensive line with Walker and Forbes. I thought the interior of the offensive line is Forbes really is playing his best ball for sure. Walker is still finding his way at that spot. He's good. He's definitely good. But Forbes is playing great right now. The seniors, though, you're right. They're yeah. all peaking at the right time. It's, yeah. it's great when symmetry happens. And there's so many things that can happen in a football season when you are highly ranked, highly talented. You got these expectations week in, week out. And it's so hard in this state in particular, culture. Yeah. no matter what program it is, to live up to those expectations. And, and this year, everyone wrote off the grist. They, they, wrote them out, they wrote them off after Northern Arizona, and they really channeled themselves internally. I think there was a, a, a challenge from everyone inside the team, and you're seeing everybody emerge right now. It's kind of the us-against-the-world mentality. That locker room's really tight-knit right now. It's been fun to watch, but you're right. It's those upperclassmen. Grizz, 19 of their 22 starters are upperclassmen. They're all finding their groove. If they win at Portland State and beat the Cats, they're going to be ten and one in the two seed. Who thought that was going to happen? Who thought that at the beginning of the season? Who thought that on September twenty fourth? Nobody. Nobody. And it goes to show you. And and we still have a long ways to go to talk about 
best coaching job in his career. But I'm, we're already talking about maybe that for Coach Houck and the rest of this staff. They deserve credit for helping turn it around along with the players. It's been a, a really good cohesive cohesiveness, at least from the entire team. I think the play calling has been phenomenal. I mean, yes. it's something that I think last year when things – or just previous years when things aren't going well, it's easy to point it out. Well, yeah. when things are going right, I also think it's, it's uh, important to praise that because the creativity on offense and clearly what they're doing defensively, it's kind of over my head, even the X's and the O's and the coverages and the pressures and what they're doing. But the mix is perfect right now. And yeah. not only are the players peaking, I think these coordinators are peaking. It's the attitude of the whole thing, too. For four years, all they did was, here's what we do on defense. Stop us. We're going to kill your quarterback. We're going to just bludgeon you to death. And if your guy can stand there and make throws, you're going to have a chance to gash us. And if you can't, we're going to have 15 tackles for loss and six sacks, and we're going to kill you. It's as simple as that. Now they progressively build as the game goes along because they make adjustments. I think there's a specific reason why they have actually looked vulnerable on the opening possessions for the other team because they're not running anything yet. I think so too. And then they make the adjustments, and then all of a sudden the other team can't do anything. I mean, Sac State was great the first six minutes of the game, and then they did nothing the whole rest of the game. And all we could get out of Coach Houck was they made one adjustment with their gaps in 12 personnel. That's Mm -hmm. all we got out of Mm -hmm. them, at least in the postgame. But whatever it is, it's been incredible. And I'd even say offense. It's almost like at the beginning, well, maybe minus the Idaho game when they scored sure. right away. That's still a field goal. seems that it's just a calculated plan. They're keeping something in the tank. They're, they're setting it up. And that's what's so fun for us to see that break down the game, to get to watch every play, is they might call something in the first quarter to set it up in the third, and that's when you really know you're dialed in. I mean, last year was so frustrating because a lot of times when they'd have things that were clear flaws, they would just like refuse to acknowledge them and they would just keep beating their head against the wall. Stubbornness, say, you don't like, say. Let's huh? just go harder, right? Yeah. Like let, We just need to be tougher. We just need to block better, tackle better. Now they're like, okay, we, still, we are tough, but we're going to also adjust stuff. It's a huge thing in college football. Oh, adjustments are everything. And we talked about it a lot with the experience of this staff. And I know that there's some Grizz fans out there that, okay, they, they were wavering and saying, well, the experience, is that going to translate in this day and age? Well, I think you're seeing the experience pay off this year more than any other year that the staff has been put together yeah. because of the adjustments. They've seen so much football culture. They can see it. They can adjust. And they're out coaching their opposition here, too, at least during this Big Sky run. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's been fun to watch. Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, joining us here uh, on the Big Sky Breakdown. Um, the other thing about Clifton McDowell is people analyze and scrutinize the quarterback more than any other position. He isn't Caleb Williams or, you know, a guy like that. Nope. But the number one thing he's got that no one gives him credit for is that when he makes a mistake, he doesn't melt down. The pick he threw was awful. It was a terrible pick. His first pick of the year. First pick in 117 pass attempts. Then he was lights out the whole rest of the game. He doesn't fold. That's what makes him so good. His composure, how stoic he is out there. And we were talking about it off air a little bit. The the two traits he does not get praised enough for are his toughness. We see that. Tried to hurdle a man here, got knocked to the ground, (laughs) and it was like nothing. Didn't phase the guy whatsoever. I mean, 6'4", 225, he's... Built like a brick, you know what, yeah. after that. But but not only that, but just his smartness, at least yeah, on. Yeah, sure. very intelligent. Reading coverages and what he can do. 325 total yards. Had a catch. I mean, Big his running ability. Week, oh, I, and it's well-deserved. But I think it's lazy if you just look at the, the completion percentage, right? 11 for 21. Trying to find a right comparison. I know people break this down too much, overanalyze it. 
kind of a Cam Newton comparison a That's little bit. I, yeah. I like watching I just like watching him play because you can see too the trade of a good quarterback to get the best out of the ten guys around you. There's no question yeah. that the other ten guys love him playing with Cliff. Well, he also fits the identity of what they want to be all about, which is tough, you know, blue collar. We're here for a fight. He's he loves the fight. He's in it for he's in the fight with the rest of the team. And that's a that's a great thing. It's also a departure from several of the quarterbacks they've had. The last guy they had like this was Dalton Sneed. Yeah. And Dalton Sneed just didn't have the pieces around him. Clifton right. McDowell does now. And he's Dalton a guy Sneed also has had a hard time staying healthy because he's tiny compared to Clifton McDowell. Well, and I'm knocking on wood as I say this, but that's been another big factor. You said the, the word that starts with H there. I yeah. mean, the Grizz have been very healthy this oh, yeah. year, and that's a huge part of it. Compared to what happened last year, everyone wants to diagnose that. Whoa, how did it all break down? A lot of it's circumstantial. The, the schedule was brutal. That's a cop-out, yeah. but at the same time, injured, blown call, all of it. It just spiraled yeah. against yeah. Montana there. They have been relatively healthy all year long, and, and that's been a big sign because then you've seen the depth be utilized to where you're talking about the, just how you talked about it with the seniors. Garrett Graves isn't starting. He's coming off the bench and being impactful, right? Yeah. Some of these seniors are because you're seeing the depth yeah. because everyone's still healthy, and that's been so beneficial. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. Speaking of the fight, were you surprised how much Sac State wanted to get into it with the Grizz? I just thought that was a incredibly foolish. You can say, okay, here's our strengths and weaknesses going in there. You definitely want your team to be ready to play and be hyped up playing in a night game in Washington Grizz. Feed off the environment, all that. The Grizz are the last team in the entire country you want to pick a fight with. At night, in their place, with everything going against it, I was stunned that Sac State – just lost composure, acted the way they did. Right. Not only, I mean, the moment Bergen got pushed into the benches, their whole team was out there. I mean, they, they wasted no time the doing that. Review that. I think they have the to a little bit. The officials were so caught up in the scuffle, they didn't see everybody coming off the sidelines. That You can't do that. There was helmets being ripped off as they were going across, too, which, again, is even more so. It, it was just a total unraveling of the moment, and it was – Perfectly captured by what happened with two seconds left to go in the first half when yeah. Gibson, their top receiver, chucks down his helmet, gets tossed. And from there, we watched Sac State talking with the crowd, with themselves. They were in trouble going into the halftime locker room. And you mentioned the moment, but when they missed that field goal after a seven-minute drive, six-minute drive, yep. it was all over from there. But I, I was very surprised. It just seemed to me a team that has had so much success, that has so much veteran leadership, 17 returning starters from last year, they will unravel like that. What I will say, they're not used to losing, and they're certainly not used to losing like that, and yeah. it clearly got the best of them. Well, I'll say this. I do think that Stack's still pretty good, but I do think that you could see just how big of an X factor their Troy Taylor was. Stack State's always had talent. The guy that was getting them over the top, especially in the premier games, was their head coach. And I like, I love Andy Thompson. He's been great to me during my career. And I, I do think he'll settle in, but I think that, I mean, Troy Taylor was, I mean, he's an NFL guy. Like, that's, he, he, he was, exec, he was out executing everybody, whether he was at Eastern Washington or Utah or Sac State. And, and let's take a step back, because I'm, I'm right with there with you. It's nothing with the current staff. It's all about what Troy Taylor was able to do. Yeah. That's what we're talking I mean, about he literally here. literally walked into the big sky and outcoached everybody for three years and then left. That's well, it. Not only outcoached, <laughs> just straight dominated. I mean, let, yeah. let's go 
through history, Sacramento State had never won a Big Sky title, had yeah. never been to the playoffs. Well, now all of a sudden they've won three straight Big Sky titles, three straight playoffs. Troy Taylor goes 23-1 and one in the Big Sky I mean, Conference. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. And, and what he was able to do, and seeing it from this chair up here, the game plan they had, had the Grizz on their heels. I mean, what... what they had every, everybody on their heels. Every, right. And everything that Sac State did is kind of the blueprint of how to beat Montana with the two-back system, two quarterbacks, two running backs. It was all Troy Taylor. So yeah. all of this being said, that's a massive loss. And Sacramento State still has great talent, and I still think they're clearly a top four team in the Big Sky Conference. Yeah. They are just a step down from what they've been, though. They're lucky they play Cal Poly this week because that's going to be a big get-right game. And then they got to go to UC Davis, which is going to be a coin flip because it's a rivalry game. It, you know, that, that's a, it, just based on the way that this game played out in the second half in Missoula, that's a loss that could make you spiral a little bit, and then all of a sudden you stub your toe down the stretch and go six and five and miss the playoffs. But I do think they'll get right against Cal Poly, and then, then you know that'll be their seventh D one win, and they'll just be in the playoffs no matter what happens against Davis. They will be in the the playoffs no matter what. Two scenarios I want to throw out to you real quick as we segue just a tad. Land Larison's back for UC That's Davis. Right. Davis needs to win their last two to get in yeah. the Causeway Classic. Sac State. Let's say Sac State seven and three yes. against a six and four Davis. Yeah, buddy. Two scenarios. If Davis wins, do five Big Sky teams get in? I would yeah. say yes. Yeah, I would say Sac and Davis would be teams four yeah, and five. Yeah, They're yeah. at seven and four. Yeah. But here's another one for you because Sac State only dropped to number nine in the national poll. I had them number ten in mine. Hmm. If they win their last two games. Do they maybe backdoor and sneak into the eight seed? Because at eight and three, their three losses are two well, teams I mean, in the top they five. They got their quality win over Stanford. Who else will they have beat? That's I mean, it, UC though. UC Davis would Davis. be their quality win if that, they got to eight wins. To be their only big win. So it's interesting, but but that's that's kind of the only drama outside well, of the, the top three in the, the big uh, UC Davis has got to just take care of business at Holt Arena. They just can't go lose to Cody Hawkins. Well, Dan Hawkins versus Cody I Hawkins. remember I called that with you, you know, I think sure. in a podcast a month or two ago, but – no, I don't know. What's going on with Idaho State? They kind of lost a little bit. Yeah. yeah, they were all over the place. They they won at Portland State, and then they got drilled by Sack, and then they got drilled by Weber. Yeah, it's just they, not. I mean, giving up 30-something to Weber is like giving up 100 to anybody else. I mean, <laughs> Weber can't do anything on offense. That's so. a good point, especially at home, too. Yeah, right? So that that was actually a, that's a bad loss. Uh, Idaho State will have a say in this, though, because Idaho State, even though – Idaho State's not in the playoff mix, but they have – UC Davis coming to town, and then they got to go to the Kibbe Dome to play Idaho and Moscow. One matchup I just want your quick take on. Idaho, after they sleepwalk through a performance to win at Northern Colorado, that's a tough game to get up for. I get all that. Yeah, yeah. Didn't play well. Man, how depressing is Northern Colorado? They have oh. thrown fourth-quarter pick sixes to lose three times. They're not good, but they should not be 0-9. and nine. No, and that was their third-string quarterback. The Grizz knocked oh. out their top two guys. Sermon didn't play in that game, and neither Do did the backup Gibbs. we have on the backup kid? I Gibbs? Mean, I haven't heard any. I mean, dude, he was nowhere to be found. He I, got – I mean, that was oh. a violent hit here in Missoula. That was, it was, like, terrible to watch. Straight body slam. I mean, that was – yeah, I, I hope he's okay. The thing is, now with Northern Colorado, two games left – Probably not going to get a report or see if uh, Gibbs is going to play the rest of the time. But but Idaho, this week, okay, so now everything's spiraling for them. Everyone's I shouldn't say spiraling. Everything is picking up for them in the sense of this Big Sky Conference race. They might have a chance to the number two seed. Idaho at, I don't want to say a rejuvenated Weber State, but Weber State team that has played a couple of one-possession games consecutively. Yep. Weber State have any chance this week at I mean, home they, against Idaho? They've made a quarterback change, and I mean the thing is, uh, Weber had good personnel coming into the year. They're just—it's just strange that they haven't been better. Like they're good up front on both sides of the ball, and, they have, and they're good in the secondary. Usually those are good really, running back. They have great running back. Yeah, Ron Banks is awesome. Yeah. Uh, 
It just, it's just sort of weird. You could just tell how much Jay Hill just set the mentality for that team. Jay Hill, much like Troy Taylor. That's right. For, for the impact that they've had. No disrespect to the current guys, but good job by what they did in the previous regime. I did see an early line. I thought uh, this would be curious. Idaho by seven. So hmm. just goes to show me. So where is it? It's, it's in, in Weber. Weber. It's at Ogden. Ogden, Stewart Stadium. Huh. Be interesting. It's just fun this time of year. Pressure builds up, right? Yep. And And sometimes – you can't block your way through it. So we'll see. It'll, it'll be fun here these next couple weeks. Um, okay. Uh, first of all, kudos to you for uh, getting some good stuff out of Coach Alk these last couple weeks on the Coach's Show. You can always find Riley on his Coach's Show down there at Finn, uh, 6.30 every Wednesday in Missoula. It's a fun time if you want to go uh, hang out. Coach Alk's a lot looser than he is at the Monday press conferences. That's an understatement. <laughs> you think? Uh, <laughs> that's why I always go because uh, you can get some good nuggets. But uh, – his nugget about comparing Alex Gubner to Larry Triplett. Great I, comparison. Yes. I've been wondering who Gubner's pro comp was, and then Coach Houck pulls it out. Larry Triplett, of course, played for Coach Houck at Washington and then uh, went on to play a decade plus in the NFL, played for the Colts, played for, I think, the Bucks and the Falcons, had a long NFL career. So I, I will say this. there's quite, And you, you do this too because you put out so much content yeah. per week. You ask questions sometimes that you probably know what the answer is you're sure. going to get or you, you know you're going to get a non-committal answer. I didn't think I was going to get a definitive comparison right. like that when asking, and sure enough, he pulled it out. I love the comparison. I, I'll admit I had to go back and look up some of Triplett's stuff. Uh, last thing about this last one, and then we'll talk a little bit about this Portland State game. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com rewards to register and start saving. First of all, congratulations to Coach Alk for becoming the all-time wins leader. Uh, he still is about 13 wins away from the Big Sky like conference win record. I think Sowers, Jerome Sowers has 85. I think that was Bobby Houck's 72nd win. But I will say from the overall perspective, he passes Jerome Sowers. Uh, I love Coach Sowers. It's a great sort of passing of the torch because Coach Sowers is the one that got Bobby Houck into coaching. Sowers was here for 11 years at Montana as the defensive coordinator. Of course, he coached Tim Houck, which was one of his, his star pupils. Uh, in the late 1980s. Um, Coach Towers does a good job at NAU, but also uh, he's the all-time leader in wins and he's the all-time leader in losses as well. It's great for the University of Montana. It's great for Bobby Houck. It's also a great thing for the league to have a overall wins leader that where the record looks absolutely dominant, right? 124 and 35 is different than 123 and 111. It is. So it, it's, it just looks good for the league. And you look at it too, and these are the two numbers that stood out to me, and it, it puts in perspective everything that you're saying to tie it together. Coach Houck passed Coach Sowers doing it in nine fewer seasons and 79 fewer games. Wow. that, that That's pretty dominant. Not only that, I mean, we have so much respect for Coach Reed. Coach Houck's now 39 wins past Coach Reed, too. So the number it was fun for me to go in and dive dive into all the ins and the outs. And, and yes, the, the shameless plug for the coaches show. We're going to have some fun this week, though, with all that stuff, as too. The, uh, as one of the guys on the Grizz Fan Pod said last night, <laughs> think about this. Coach Houck could lose 91 straight games and still be an above 500 coach. <laughs> that, that, that is something. That's pretty impressive, That's right? really impressive. That, they, that's a deep dive. for like seven years straight <laughs> and, and still be above 500. That's pretty good. All right, let's talk about the Portland State game, then. A lot of crossovers, of course. Robbie Houck on the staff there at Portland State. 
Uh, A.C. Patterson, the offensive coordinator. His uh, dad, Andre Patterson, played at Montana back in the 80s. First-year offensive coordinator, A.C. Uh, Patterson, right? right? Yep. I mean, make no mistake, Barnum's the offensive coordinator. But <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Barnum's the offensive coordinator at Portland State no matter what. He always has a guy that, that uh, is also the O.C., but Barnum's the one. I mean, he, he thought Barnum's an offensive guy. That's what he does. He calls the plays. I mean, I think that the, the low-hanging fruit is this is a trap game for the Grizz. I just don't think it is. I think this Grizz team's rolling. I think that what Bobby Houck is saying <laughs> – a lot of times, sometimes you can think he's just lip service. I don't think it is. He has said the same thing about this team for six weeks in a row. I love the fortitude of these guys. They're unflappable. They're not phased by anything. I love how hard they work, and we're getting better and better and better every single week. I think it's true. I think Andrew Houghton nailed it in that game or when he was talking about that. That's the scariest part of yep. the game on Saturday night is that this team still doesn't feel like they've played the complete game yet and that they are getting better each week. They're so focused and determined, Coulter, to – I won't say to prove everybody wrong, but to improve each sure. and every week. They're, they're determined and focused, and I, I haven't been around a team like that. The, the external expectations this year were so different yeah. than years past, and I think this team is absolutely fed off of that fact. There is nothing that's getting inside that locker room that's poison, so to speak. They had their turning point, uh, I would probably say, second half of Idaho State and really against UC Davis. Then they put the exclamation point down against Idaho. As far as this week's matchup, defense travels. And that, to me, I mean, we can talk all we want about offense, 500 yards. They have opened up the running lanes. I think that Portland State, it's all about can they run the football? Well, the Grizz are pretty good against the run. And can Portland State stop the run? Because they haven't done so very well, and the Grizz have. So, it might be a lot of different factors as we progress throughout the week, day in, day out. It's pretty simple to me. It's going to be the rushing attack from both sides. Can Portland State get something going against the Grizzly D? And can the Grizz stay rolling? Because defense travels, they're not thinking. I know this sounds crazy. I, I don't feel this is a group that is looking to what's happening here in this stadium here in a couple of weeks. They're they're solely focused on Portland State week by week. It's so monotonous, and it, and it is. It is for guys like us, you almost just roll your eyes sometimes. Week by week, week by week. Well, you know what? These guys, but they <laughs> say game, it's so. Game, oh man! Tyler flicks up there. He's like, "Yeah, we do a one eleventh. Everybody's doing their jobs, and over and over and over again. And it's all they ever say. Yeah. But it's true, man. They like, believe it. Sometimes the cliches are true, and that's the point. They believe it. They believe it. That's yep. the difference than what they've had, especially last year. I'm not saying those guys didn't believe, but there is a more cohesive uh, narrative and identity on this team. Whether you're a sports fan or you run a business, you got to have something to wear. Why not get it branded? Why not represent your favorite sports teams, your favorite high school, your favorite college, your favorite pro team? Why not represent your business when you're out and about your respective communities? Anode Designs can help you out. Anode Designs, our great friend Blake Hempstead, contributor at Skyline Sports. He's the man in charge there at Anode, and they can get you hooked up with everything from Anaconda Copperhead gear to any and every sort of branded gear for your business. Find out more, visit anodesigns.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Anno Designs is located at 421 East Park Avenue in Anaconda. You can find them on Facebook or you can give them a call 406-563-0121. Where we get all our gear from Skyline Sports, Anno Designs in Anaconda. All right, last thing for you, Riley Corkin, voice of the Grizz here on the Big Sky Breakdown. You got to help me with this. Everybody's okay. saying, everybody's saying that this Montana team reminds them of 2008. That's wrong. 2008 had three NFL offensive linemen, J.D. Quinn, Brent Russell, and Colin Dow. They had a guy that went on to play quarterback in the CFL for seven years in Cole Berquist. They had multiple stud senior wide receivers led by Mike Farrier. They also Mark had, Barriani's emergence. Mark Barriani's emergence. They also had 
Colt Anderson, who was a star among stars. They had Craig Mettler and a whole bunch of dudes up front. They had all sorts of talent on the outside. That team, sure, they were tight with a D2 team early, and then they lost their conference opener on the road to Weber State. The difference is there's, there's several differences. The personnel that we're talking about. Secondly, that Weber State team was probably one of the three or four best Weber State teams in the history of their school. I mean, that was the first great team they ever had, led by Cam Higgins and the late Trevin Smith and Tim Toon. I mean, they had multiple NFL guys on that team. That team still went on to make the playoffs and win a playoff game before they came to Washington Grizz and lose. This Grizz team is the 2009 team. The nine team had Mariani and Shan Schillinger, but they also had a whole bunch of no-name dudes from Montana who the, the program meant the world to them. There's the, we were talking about this on the Grizz Fan Pod last night. There's the, the I think it's one of the most iconic Grizz posters ever because that poster from that year, all they did, every single one of them wore just plain maroon shirts that said Montana on it. And I think 23 out of the 25 guys on that poster were from Montana. They all had redshirted together. You're talking from Sean Lebsock to George Mercer to Shan Schillinger, Mark Mariani, the Palmer twins. You know, keep on going down the line. Jackson Ledgerwood, Kevin Claybo, Stephen Failer, Dan Bowden. There were so many Montana guys on that team, most of whom were not stars. And most of whom it meant the world to them. And guess what that team did? They it, went and pulled it out every single week until they got to the national championship. That's the that's that is the most overachieving, hardworking Grizz team in the history of this program. And that's what this team reminds me of this year right now. Uh, I'm getting goosebumps hearing all that, Coulter. And here's what I here's what I would say is your assessment. You know too much because I would agree with you. This this team from a from a per, let's break it down to two sides of it personnel wise you're so right that it's yeah. 2009 yeah. The, the makeup of these guys and it's so fun for me just going back to these seniors not only this senior class is stuck together think of what they've had to deal with for sure covid sticking together through all of this sixth year senior some of these guys in their seventh years out here I mean, too two of the cor- two of the captains came here without positions <laughs> like Braxton Hill and Levi Jackson didn't even have positions on the field let alone like roster spots and now they're great players the, t- you're, I mean, Braxton Hill's gonna be a first team all big sky guy right? oh without a doubt right now the way he's playing second in the league and tackles just flying around but the results no question are similar yeah, yeah. to 2008 no, because true. the non-conference I think there was a game against Pauly and Davis that were yeah. not good and then they sure. lose their opener and then they roll so I get both sides of it. You know what I think is cool? Even during the runs, last year, 2021 and 2019, we weren't talking about comparisons to the 08 and 09 teams. That's right. We were not. And this team has earned that with the way that they've played. I love. I just love the makeup of these guys. And, and coach speak, it, it can come different when you hear it from Coach Alk. But but you see how these guys go about it day in, day out. It's been a fun ride. It's been the most rewarding and refreshing season I've been a part of just yeah. to watch this because there's times you come in the booth you expect to win and then you you know if you're supposed to win by 21 you win by seven you're upset this team there's been multiple times walking in the booth especially after the conference opening loss you don't know what you're gonna get right. and look at what they're showing week in and week out it's been very rewarding and I can't wait for the next four six eight weeks however long it lasts it's gonna be fun Riley Corcoran voice of the Grizz you can find him here on the Big Sky Breakdown each week you can also find all his calls on the Grizzly Radio Network Go check out the Coaches Show if you can't make it down there. They also podcast as well. Find that on the Inside the Den podcast. What's coming up on Inside the Den? Uh, Ace and I just uh, actually recorded one. Ace Sourwine jumped at You know, unfortunate soccer, volleyball, what happened this weekend for them. We won all Grizzly football. Grizzly football took a dive into the game. Coach Houck's postgame was in there. Then a mini basketball preview is – 
It's hard to believe it's here, but so we went football and basketball preview for this episode. Check it out. Inside the Den and the Big Sky Breakdown, both presented proudly by Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more with Blackfoot. Visit goblackfoot.com. Thanks for being here, man. You got it. Blackfoot Communications is excited to announce new voice services for small businesses in Missoula. Paired with our internet services, business Wi-Fi, and technical support, your business can stay connected to your employees, customers, and communities around the clock. Sign up for services in less than two minutes at goblackfoot.com slash more than voice. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is the official digital sponsor of Grizzly Athletics.